And as we know Him and put our faith in Him, faith will, will come out, miracles will manifest. But my faith is not in the successes I've seen. My faith isn't built on the last miracle I've seen. My faith isn't built on the last disappointment I've experienced. Praise God. My faith is built on nothing less than Jesus Christ Himself. I was sharing on Friday night, we had our miracle meeting. The night before or that morning, um, we'd heard the sad news that um, Pastor Bill Johnson's wife, Benny, had passed away. And, uh, you know, I, I, I've done a few things, a few different conferences with them both, and I hold them in high esteem, love them very much. And um, I just privately shed a few tears for the pain that they must be walking through right now. And, uh, but you know, when you're in a place of disappointment or sadness, you have a choice to either pivot to despair or pivot to hope. You can either let it make you get discouraged or you can let it galvanize you. I've done both and I know which is better. Well, anyway, on Friday night, I was standing here as we do and worshiping the Lord. I was just standing here and then uh, Davina, I think it was, D there you are, Melvina, I'm sorry, honey. Um, she just, she just crept forward and put her hands on my feet. And um, you might think, well, that's a bit presumptuous, but I do know this woman. She is led by the Holy Spirit. And um, I'm standing there and feeling, looking down, feeling these hands on my feet, and all of a sudden the Lord reminded me of something. About 20 years ago, I think maybe, I can't remember exactly, I think it was around 20 years ago, I, I flew down to Melbourne because a man called Bill Johnson was coming out and I'd read his book and I really wanted to, to see him and I was so hungry for miracles and revival that I actually crept forward to the front and put my hands on his shoes while he was on the platform to receive an impartation for revival and miracles. And then that night, last night, uh, last Friday night, as I'm standing there and look down and I see these feet on my hands, the Lord began to speak to me and he said, <sighs> as, he be, as she began to put her hands on my feet, <laughs> sorry about that, I, I suddenly remembered and rem was remembered about that time and the Lord said just as you had reached out to believe and receive for more for miracles and revival now I'm releasing through you miracles and revival and that he's going to do exceedingly abundantly above and you know just for me personally it was just like oh you're so kind God you're so tender in the way that he speaks and he is so so faithful and i want to encourage you i believe that whatever the enemy has meant for evil god wants to turn for our good amen well i love the lord i love what he is doing i love to hear the testimonies of his goodness we uh we were seeing the lord do some wonderful things even on friday night I walked in tonight and uh, Wayne was there and I had a word about someone who had numbness in their hand and he had numbness and pain in his hand. And I said, how's your hand? 
He said, oh, yeah, instantly. All the pain, all the numbness left. Praise the Lord. Wonderful Jesus. I know Wayne gave a testimony about how his knee was touched and healed and uh, many other wonderful things. And uh, Nick actually sent through this, uh, this testimony from someone who was watching online. I'll read it to you. It says here, uh, incredible miracle Friday night. I'm here to testify for my mother. Last night she was in severe, severe pain in her stomach and esophagus. I remember I had a word about someone's esophagus. And she waited for the Friday night service to come and she was believing for a miracle in the name of Jesus. She listened and watched online Glory City family service Friday night and God worked a miracle. This morning she woke up her stomach pains, acid reflux, heartburn, gastritis, throat burn, swallowing difficulty, ulcers that had been going on for three years is now gone and healed. <laughs> Hallelujah. She says, it's truly amazing. God's alive and God's Holy Spirit's touching us. Isn't that cool? Yay, God. We had other people actually get healed while they were watching the School of Faith. I didn't even pray for the sick. Just as the truth came, they grabbed it and got healed. So good. Yay, Jesus. So praise the Lord. The truth is going forth. And as people embrace it and hear it and believe it, God is touching. Mark eleven twenty four 24 says, Therefore I say to you, all things for which you pray and ask, believe that you have received them and they will be granted to you. Hallelujah. And God will help you because our faith isn't in just some written words that we read and understand cerebrally. The Bible says that in the beginning was the Word and the Word was with God and the Word was God. It's actually Him. It's a person. Our faith is in someone. Our faith is in the one that we meet with in the secret place. That one who talks to us. That one who meets with us. Who meets with us. That one is the one that empowers faith and empowers hope. Hallelujah. And as, our, as we put our faith in this one, he, he helps us. He strengthens us. I was in the, the secret place on, on Friday preparing. You know, I, I think it's important that we all have a place where we can go, where we can be uninterrupted and feel safe, where we can just unpack. You know, the Bible talks about when you pray, go and close the door. Probably good if you've got a lock on the door too. Hallelujah. Because I don't know about you, but I, even though I'm quite public, I'm still actually quite private person. And I don't want to have someone walk in on me or, you know, I, I, I need a space where I feel like no one's going to see me, where I can actually unpack, cry the tears I need to cry and meet with God and have that special quality time with him in the secret place. And as you do that, as you spend time with him there, you know, I used to say I go to meet with the Lord, but actually he, he meets with me. And it's just as I make myself available, he, he meets with me. It, it's his grace. Hallelujah. And he, he's the one that will speak to us. And I found a song, an old hymn ro rolling through my uh, heart. 
And anyone who knows me knows my life's a musical. There's a song for everything. I have a musical memory. So, And I, I was singing, as I shared the other night, I was singing, Guide me, O thou great Jehovah, pilgrim through this barren land. And no, I'm not the only one who knows this. I am weak, but thou art mighty. Hold me with thy powerful hand. Bread of heaven, bread of heaven, feed me now and evermore. Feed me now and evermore. And that last line just kept going through my head. Bread of heaven, bread of heaven, feed me now and evermore. And healing is the children's bread. Everything we need is made available. Even as we, we heard the Lord speak again afresh today, the Lord every day has a fresh word for you. He has healing for you. By his stripes, you were healed. Hallelujah. Just as we were forgiven when Jesus paid the price before we'd even sinned, he paid for it by his stripes. You were healed. It happened then. Hallelujah. And now the righteous, we live by faith. We walk by faith. And the healed, we also live by faith. We release our faith to receive what God is giving us. Hallelujah. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but it's not your cross to bear. The Bible says many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers him from them all. <laughs> it's an invitation waiting for your faith response to say, by his stripes, I was healed. Hallelujah. And then today, as I was preparing, I, uh, another song started rolling through my head. Uh, you know, and some of these old th hymns have just brilliant theology. I was singing, on Christ the solid rock I stand, all other ground is sinking sand, all other ground is sinking sand. And singing it over and over again, I, I looked up the words, there's some amazing, beautiful um, verses where he'll say, when darkness veils his lovely face, I'll rest on his unchanging grace. In every high and stormy gale, my anchor holds within the veil. His oath, his covenant, his blood support me in the whelming flood. When every earthly prop gives way, he then is all my hope and stay. On Christ the solid rock I stand. All other ground is sinking sand. All other ground is sinking sand. And you know, there's a truth there that is beyond just cerebral understanding. It is the key of David, that testimony that Nick sent through. I don't know if you noticed it, but it was actually, she'd sent it through at 2.22. 2222 Isaiah 2222 the key of David I'm doing a little bit of a chronological read through of the Bible at the moment starting in 1 Samuel 18 because that's sort of where a lot of the um, 
corresponding psalms come in. You can do that if you want to. There's lots of uh, reading plans online you can just have a look at. But you re start reading 1 Samuel 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, 24. And it's David's time in the wilderness and the number of incredible psalms that were written during this time just reveal the key of David that opens doors no man can shut. The heart of David that was not built, his relationship and his hope was not built on his experiences and, and the outcomes that he was seeing or the situations he was going through. It was built on a deeper foundation that had been forged in the secret place from when he was a youth. You read beautiful Psalms like Psalm 27. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Where he says that even though an army encamp against me and you in this I will be confident. He, he tells us that at one thing I've desired, this shall I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord to gaze on your beauty. This is while he's being betrayed and slandered and hunted down by the same army that he was anointed and called to lead. The same army that he had led in battles and victories. The same army had believed that he was a traitor and were hunting him down to kill him. And yet he was declaring, one thing I seek, that I may just gaze on your beauty. He found the one thing. He found the key that opens doors no man can shut. The Bible tells us, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added. But this place that we can find in the secret place with him where he speaks to us, where he loves us, will forge in your heart a connection that will cause you to be able to say, it doesn't matter what I see, though he slay me, yet will I trust him, because what I've found here is, is sweeter than life itself. This, this transcends everything. He is my all in all, this one who is faithful and true, who knows what I'm talking about. Ah, this, this one thing, this magnificent connection is what the Lord wants to deepen and grow in your heart because as you have that, that will cause your heart to sing and have hope and believe in faith to see the miraculous things that God wants to do, the exceedingly abundantly above. Matthew chapter 7, verse 24. I've got another song for this. It's the story of the wise man and the foolish man. It says here in verse 24, Therefore everyone who hears these words of mine and acts on them may be compared to a wise man who built his house on the rock. And the rain fell, and the floods came, and the winds blew and slammed against that house, and yet it did not fall for it had been founded on the rock. Everyone who hears these words of mine and does not act on them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. The rain fell and the floods came and the winds blew and slammed against that house and it fell and great was its fall. Wise man built his house upon the rock. <laughs> Hallelujah. 
And we sing it and we go, yeah, yeah, yeah. And sometimes we can look at that passage and we think, yeah, 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 I'm Christian. Yes, therefore, I'm built on the rock. But take another look at it. It says, everyone who hears these words of mine and acts on them may be compared to a wise man who built his house on the rock. Sometimes we think, I'm, I'm wise because I've chosen Christ. Well, yes, you are. Very good choice. But to be the wise man who won't be moved when the rain falls and the floods come and the winds blow and slam against your house, the one that will not fall and will not be moved is the one that not only hears the word but acts on it. That is the one, I believe, who has found the one thing that transcends every other thing that one who has discovered him in the secret place. You know, in Ephesians chapter 3, the, the scripture there in verse four, verses 14 to 21, we read that magnificent apostolic prayer that I just talk about all the time. But it talks about being rooted and grounded in the love of God. I loved it. Pastor Barry shared the other week. And, and he just... He said this, you know, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Was Jesus came out of Jesus' mouth in response to temptation. And he said, and he'd, he'd come into the wilderness hearing the words of the Father, which said, this is my beloved son with whom I'm well pleased. Man shall not live by bread alone, but the, by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. And these were the words that the Father had spoken over his son. He's well pleased with me. I am his beloved son. Therefore, it doesn't matter if I'm facing hunger. It doesn't matter if I'm facing temptation. It doesn't matter what I feel or what I'm going through. I have something that transcends that. Like he said to the, when he was at the well with the Samaritan woman and the disciples said, hey, uh, we brought you food, aren't you hungry? He goes, I've got food to eat that you know not of. Something that is beyond anything that man can provide, any circumstance. Our hope is built on nothing less than Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. On the solid rock we stand. On Christ the solid rock I stand. All other ground is sinking sand. All other ground is sinking sand. You see, as our hope is in him, we can stand. It doesn't matter what comes our way. Now, I've seen God do extraordinary miracles, <laughs> amazing things. The blind, seeing, the deaf, hearing, the lame walking. I've seen him do it all. The resurrection power of God. I, I was so excited. I don't know if the Clearlands are here today. Fiona, are you here? They were here on Friday. Um, she, uh, she was uh, so excited because a week before last, she'd rung me during the week and... Um, her, her son's partner was in labor and the doctors had said, we can't find a heartbeat. We, we believe the baby has died in the womb. And Fiona just rang me and we just decreed in faith, resurrection, life, life in the name of Jesus, healing for that child. We declare life in Jesus' name. And shortly after they suddenly found a heartbeat 
And that baby is now at home completely well, happy, healthy, nothing wrong with her. Hallelujah. But that response, that faith response, comes not from a cerebral knowledge, but from a connection with the one that speaks to me in the secret place, this one who meets with me, this one who is consistently tender and kind, this one whose perfect love has surpassed everything else, has cast out fear, this perfect love that is more magnificent than words can express, that's beyond human knowledge, that actually feeds you to the point that nothing else matters. Hallelujah. That perfect love empowers faith. Faith works by love. And love is a person who overwhelms you. And this gift, this gift of faith is the gift of God. God has given it to us. Wow. And as we know him and put our faith in him, faith will, will come out. Miracles will manifest. But my faith is not in the successes I've seen. My faith isn't built on the last miracle I've seen. My faith isn't built on the last disappointment I've experienced. Praise God. My faith is built on nothing less than Jesus Christ himself. On Christ the solid rock I stand. All other ground, whether it be your successes, whether it be the blessings, or whether it's been disappointment, none of that is the basis for my faith. My, base, my faith isn't based on what I have experienced around me. My faith is based on the one who speaks to me and meets me in the secret place, the one who gives me hope to believe that what he has spoken out of his mouth is the truth that transcends and surpasses any situation or circumstance or feeling that I may have. The Bible says, me, says to me that even if my heart condemns me, he's greater than my heart. That is, even if I feel guilty and condemned, I don't have to believe that my feelings are the barometer of whether I'm saved or not. Praise God, even if my heart condemns me, having put my faith in Jesus, he is greater than my heart and knows all things. And if my heart doesn't condemn me, whatever I ask, hallelujah, I receive. And we know and have faith, thank you God, we are forgiven. And when you by grace have been saved through faith, <gasps> And not of, your, not of yourselves, it's the gift of God. As you believe it and received it, you are saved. Hallelujah. You are forgiven. And in the same way, as we by faith believe that we were healed when he was crucified in his body. He bore my infirmities. He bore our diseases. Then when... when 
trial comes, we can respond by saying, I am not moved by what I'm experiencing or by what I'm feeling. I'm not, I'm not moved by the facts, but I am empowered and moved by the truth who is a person that I know on whom I have built my life and my foundation. Hallelujah. On Christ the solid rock I stand. All other ground is sinking sand. And the rains fell and the floods came and the winds blew and slammed against that house. It does happen. There is trial. There is pain. There is, in this world, the Bible says you will have trouble. Man, I am so blessed. God has done so many beautiful things in my life. Sometimes people look at me and just think, well, she's just had this perfect life. Maybe because I don't share all the pains and the betrayals and the hurts and the, 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 the struggles. I share some of them, but everybody, everybody in this world goes through hardship, difficulty, pain, but praise the Lord. He is faithful and we don't have to uh, just stay there, but we can sow that pain in faith and believe that God will make all things work together for the good of those who love him and are called according to his purpose. We can trust him that he is faithful and that he will turn it around. I was thinking this morning about Jabez. Who knows the prayer of Jabez that you read there in Chronicles? It's just a little insert in Chronicles there about this man Jabez who was born and um, his mother brought him forth in pain. And so he, she named him one who gives sorrow. That was Jabez's name, one who gives sorrow or gives pain. So he says, and Jabez prayed to the Lord. And he said, Lord, oh Lord, that you would bless me indeed. Enlarge my territory. Let your hand be with me. And keep me from evil that I may not suffer pain. And instead of one who brings pain, then God blessed him. It says there, and the Lord heard him and gave him his request. You know, when suffering happens, when pain happens, when disgrace, when shame, when disappointment happens, you have the opportunity to pivot to despair and, and become a victim and tell everybody how sad they should be for you or one-up them in their stories of hardship or suffering. Or you can choose to leave the identity that the enemy is trying to give you and pivot to hope. And I say, bless me indeed and let me not cause pain. Let me not experience pain. I want to close today's program by leaving you with this thought. Who do you think you are? The answer to this question is so important. When the spies went into the promised land, they saw all the incredible things that were there, but they came back and said, we were as grasshoppers in our own sight, and so we were in theirs. They were intimidated by the giants and they believed themselves to be inadequate. And as a result, they missed out on the promise God had for them. God doesn't want you to miss out on anything. And he wants you to believe what he says about you. 
He says that it's no longer we that live, but Christ who lives in us. As he is, so are we in this world. He wants you to believe that so that you can step out in confidence, knowing that his power, his might is working through you. God's love for you is more intense than you could ever understand. And he wants you to believe and know the hope of your calling. I love our monthly partners. I get to see them at conferences and every month we get to have this interactive Zoom live with people from all over the world who are part of our monthly partners mentoring group. I'd love for you to be a part of that. We can ask questions and have discussions about the latest things that the Lord is doing. So why don't you join us as a monthly partner and help us take the message of Jesus to the world that needs to hear it.